Total Show. Welcome to the Auto Show on City 97.3 FM, motoring education for trouble-free motoring. Time check is 7 past 4. The Auto Show is brought to you by Total, Total Lubricants, keeping your engine younger for longer. I'm your host, Eddie Poku. Um, today, when we return, we are going to explore the measures to prolong the lifespan of your car and get the maximum value for their use. We'll have in the studio Jacob Mesa of Brian's Toyota, and we're going to have a good discussion. Charlie, check this. You never know. The sound of this engine. Music to my ears. I tell you. Now you check your engine oil. Ah, I wish they tell you at the check. I've told you I only use Total Quartz engine oils. With its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Sit down. Let me tell you more. Total Quartz has introduced a new one, Seth. I remember Quartz 9000 Future Zero W20. Right? Thank you. It's made mainly for the latest generation engines. Oh, Quartz Future Zero W20. It ensure excellent engine protection and cleanliness whilst reducing your fuel consumption. So it is save money. Mm. The Quartz Nation movement too. Mr. Money, Rogozon, and Bobo Nyele all ten Quartz ambassadors now. You did there. What? Master, straight to the nearest total filling station. Mm. Total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. And with the radio blasting, goes cruising just as fast as she can. Oh, welcome back. Um, a car is usually the second biggest investment in most homes. So giving it an opportunity to serve you and your family longer is very necessary. Today we are going to explore all the necessary things to do in order to prolong the lifespan of your car. Modern cars are made largely using biodegradable uh, materials these days. Um, this is a good thing, but presents a new set of challenges to how to keep our cars. In today's discussion, we consider the, these parts of the car. We are looking at the exterior. We are going to be looking at the interior, the engine, emissions control systems, the chassis, suspension systems, and the electrical system. Welcome again, Jacob Mensa. Good, good, good. Um, today we are exploring the how to prolong the lifespan of our cars. Um, let's start with the exterior. How do we prolong the lifespan of our car? What are some of the things we are supposed to do? What are the things we have to look out for? What are some of the things that can possibly affect the outside of the car? Uh, thank you. Well, uh, we want to prolong. We, we, we make an investment in a car. Mm -hmm. We want it to last long. The basic thing is that we want the car to be reliable and safe. We also want the aesthetics, the mm -hmm. beauty, outside beauty, as mm -hmm. you are talking about. Uh, the body of the car is affected by the environment that we find ourselves in. Mm -hmm. Rain, dust, a whole lot of things. So it is very, especially even nowadays that we are even entering the rainy season now in Ghana. Yeah. So it is very important that we take very good care of our cars, especially the exteriors you want us to look at it at first. We must clean the exterior and clean it very well. Mm -hmm. 
Because if you don't do proper cleaning, you can get the body rusting. Mm-hmm. That is one. Two, if you don't clean properly, you can also have scratches on the surface of the car. The car can easily deteriorate. Using the wrong uh, cleaning methods can even damage even your windscreen. Sometimes you use some chemical on the windscreen. You sit in the car, you can't even see through the windscreen. So cleaning is very key. You have to do, be able to wax the car. You wash it properly. You can polish it up or wax it here and there. So this is basically what, what happens with the outside, on the car, the exterior. Okay. Cleaning, cleaning, and cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. So that you make sure that you don't have dust, so much dust on it. Uh, so that, let's say in the morning, you have a, you are in the foggy area, you have all this uh, condensing on the car. That's way to clean them up quickly. Okay. You don't allow water or anything to be on the car when, when it's, the sun is hot. Because other than that, it will seep into the paint. That also destroy the paint. Oh, okay. So all these things, this is on the car you can take. Oh. Clean at the appropriate time. Make it very dry. Make sure you don't have uh, debris at any of the corners here and there. Because it's easier to have the car rusting from where the windscreen meets the the, roof the, or the, the body, body. Yeah. Uh, even sometimes even even the, the the cover or the fuel tank the fuel mm-hmm. tank the lid yeah sometimes you clean don't clean there water can exist there mm-hmm. we had a running board or where the door banks banks and meets the car okay those corners there if you say let's say a couch a little high then the running board between the tie and the body mm-hmm. inside the tie where in the front you have a rubber cut in the back we don't have rubber mm-hmm. that's i can also collect <laughs> a lot of a lot of water, uh, water and even even sometimes mud, mud and things mm-hmm. then they can also cause rusting so okay. make sure you clean and clean properly okay um talking about cleaning mm-hmm. um a, lo- a lot of times people just use any household detergent or more mm-hmm. um what do you think about those things? you see some of the detergents are too harsh Mm-hmm. Total, as we know, Champion Total, mm-hmm. they have very good uh, product for cleaning. For cleaning cars, okay. To give shampoo, mm-hmm. give a polish. Total has got it all. So mm-hmm. don't use Omo. Mm-hmm. Don't use Key Soap. Mm-hmm. Don't do those things. Go to Total. And you have a perfect uh, agent that you can use to clean your car. So but the paint is different. Yeah. So we need to get a proper... A proper chemical, proper uh, a duster, a proper sponge. That will not be harsh. On the surface, on the of, the surface c- of the car. Yeah. Great. Okay. All right. Okay. Let us move on. Um, still talking about the exterior of the car. Um, what about? We are talking about keeping it for long. Yes. You know? um, some people have the habit. I wouldn't say habit. Um, uh, maybe the road they drive, mm. the scraping of the underside of mm. the car. Mm. Are there things that they can do? Maybe periodically. You know. Uh, we already talked about waxing the exterior of the car. So the underside, is it possible to maybe use some kind of coating, some spraying material? Yes. That, yeah. Even before I come there, still, about the same outside, mm-hmm. where do you even park your car? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the best to have the car in the garage. In the garage. You are safer and the better the car is in the garage. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody who has got access to a garage. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you park outside. But be careful where you park. I remember somebody parked this car under a tree. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know what this neem tree or whatever it is, there are some small, small fruit on it. Some mm-hmm. fell in the paint. It was bad. It was very acidic. You could see the paint peeling off here and there. Mm-hmm. So parking, where you park your car, is also very, very important. Some people also use uh, covers on the car. Mm-hmm. It's good, but sometimes it can also trap moisture. moisture. So you have to take it off and clean. Yeah, the under, yes. Sometimes, especially during these times that uh, we are in the rainy season, you can go through, not even the races here alone. Sometimes you are driving somewhere, road is bad, there are portals in the road, the road has collected water, there are some muddy, and then you go through them. So it's important to wash the under of the car too. We also have anti-rust, anti-rust paint that can also spray under the car. Oh, okay. So that can also protect the metal components there so that you prevent it from getting rusty. Mm-hmm. Look, I have seen certain cars that the frame, if we tell you how the frame has been rusted, especially those cars they bring for overseas, mm-hmm. some they bring from America, uh, Canada, wherever it is, and then they are using salt on the roofs mm-hmm. to make it easier for them to drive during, during snow. During the winter time, yeah. And then sometimes some of these components attract the salt is able to uh, hit some of these under components. I've seen a frame. I mean, the frame was virtually gone. Gone. I mean, rusted. That's a serious... It's, you know, it's a very serious... But they lady had to, to, to change the proof of the pickup. It's a pickup. You have to oh, take the body and put another frame, frame there. On it. Okay. 
So, so it is better for us to watch and die and be sure, especially those who brought the cars from overseas. Mm -hmm. Once you get it clean, you can have anti-rust paint there mm -hmm. to protect it from getting rusty. But mostly, try to wash the under, especially during the rainy season. As you go through the mud, you go through the debris, you go to be clean. Because once they, you have a, some dirt collected for at, at a, a particular point for a long time, mm -hmm. then rust can set in. Yeah. Okay. Um, sometimes um, I see people washing cars by um, drains where water has gathered from the gutters and broken pipes and stuff. What do you say to that? What the quality of the water? Mm -hmm. You know, water is supposed to be clean, that we can make a flow variety, but that, that water cannot trust the quality. Mm -hmm. If there's any contaminant in the water and they add it to it, it can destroy your paint. It can actually make the paint fade. Sometimes so it can even cause the paint to peel off. So I wouldn't advise that. Please use clean water. Treated water is better. You are safer using clean water. Because after you buy the water, you pay. Mm -hmm. So use. You see, don't don't think that when you buy a car, it's like have a baby in the house. Exactly. Whether you like it or not, you're going to spend. If you're not willing to spend your car, then don't buy a car. Exactly. Because like a baby, you wake up one day, is sick. Mm -hmm. If you don't spend and treat your baby well, the baby may even die in your hands. Maybe be falling sick and then. So the same thing. Once you buy the car. Please, you are going to spend money. Apart from the fuel, you are going to spend money. This shampoo you are talking about, it's money. Exactly. Clean water to wash the car, it is money. Mm -hmm. The, the, the dust you are going to use, it's money. Or everything about the car to maintain its money. Mm -hmm. So if you are not willing to spend, then you better don't go for it. Or else, you buy a nice car, you lose it in two or three years. Then, but no, you, you can see some cars. So I'm about 20 years. If they give you the key today, you will have to drive the car because mm -hmm. they have been kept and kept very well. Yeah. They are so you see them doing two, three years, then it's, it's, it's I mean, on. you see the car, you are not proud of it anymore. Oh, okay. It's all money. So people should be willing to spend on their cars. Okay. Well, listeners, um, our WhatsApp line is 0549986996. Please send your questions and uh, our expert here, Jacob, will answer. All right. Um, you you mentioned when I, I asked the question of the of the water and the, the exterior of the car, you talked about um, the shampoo, those are the detergents, and you mentioned the towel or, or um, the duster, as it were. Um, what are some of the tools that, um, I mean, if I buy a car, what are some of the tools that I should have in order to clean the car and keep it in good shape? Oh, you, you should have, sometimes you have these small, small vacuum cleaners. Mm -hmm. You can have a small vacuum cleaner in the car, mm -hmm. so you can be able to vacuum inside. Mm -hmm. About for this duster, we are talking about very nice, soft material that are going to use. Soft material, cotton. Cotton, I mean, pure cotton is better. Yeah. And Total sells them. You yeah. go to Total, you have very good dusters there. <laughs> Total has Total everything. has them. So, so you go there, don't go and buy anything, just go to Total, <laughs> buy the duster there, buy the shampoo, they even show you how to use it. Yes, because even the duster, I realize mm. that some of them, when you use it to wipe your car, it's not good. You have some yeah, lines. The lengths. Yes. The yes, lengths will yes, be left yeah, all over yeah, your car. Yeah, sometimes you see the duster coming off on the car. No? Uh, exactly. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. 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 So please go to Total and then they'll give you the, Get what the you correct need. Yes. tools that you need to yeah. clean you. All right. Um, talking, you mentioned the interior of the car. So let's talk about the interior. What do we do to the interior? Yeah, the, the interior is also very key because that's where you sit, mm -hmm. that's where you breathe, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you have the air conditioning and things mm -hmm. on. So the interior, we expect that it should be very clean and clean thoroughly. Yeah. Once I want to take off the seats, mm -hmm. vacuum inside, or go for a car wash where they can do the proper vacuum for you. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are fantastic car washing areas where they can do the fantastic uh, vacuuming for you. Then you can polish. It's also not all polish which are good though. <laughs> and with the cockpit, polishing the cockpit and other things, mm -hmm. you have to be very careful. It's not every polish you can use on the car. In the car. That's, that's why I was advising that you go to Total, you buy what they are. They have cockpit cleaner, uh, uh, polish, and other things there. Mm -hmm. Go there, but then you are sure that you are getting the correct thing. <laughs> Once you have the right thing, then you can polish and polish properly. You can also use a uh, brush, small, small brushes to be able to clean the corners. Clean the corners. In for, in, uh, the, the, the vent where the AC air comes from, the surface of the radio, the clock, and other things. This how you also need a duster also inside. Mm -hmm. You can also have a small. Uh, Let's say a small parting bag or mm -hmm. something that you can also, in case you have some, uh, you are used, let's say, uh, 
something, you are at something in the car. Mm -hmm. You cannot just be dropping them on the floor of the car. Yeah. You can have some small container yeah. there. It, 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 can, it can be a container. It can be even even normal parting back, small one, mm -hmm. hanging by where the, where the gear lever is. You can mm -hmm. hang it somewhere there. And they'll be dropping those small small things. Yes. So they don't end up eating and leaving things on the floor. Yeah, that was the next question I was <laughs> going to ask you. Okay. Because we, because we spend a lot of time in the car, yes. often we eat. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even the crumbs yeah, they fall, fall in. into the car. The Sometimes they... they they go into the corners of the seats and all manner of hidden places. Sometimes we, we spill water yeah. into the seats, onto the carpet, you know. Uh, just below the carpet, there is the body of the car, yes. you know. Yeah. Yes, so for long term, I mean, at some point, you might have to get so somebody the floor to... Mat. Mm -hmm. You can have even floor mat, the, the rubber mat. The rubber floor mat. From time to time, you can take up the seats mm -hmm. and actually do vacuuming. Yes. Clean all those things and fix, and, and fix the seat back. Mm -hmm. It's always necessary because if you allow those small things to be there, mm -hmm. the, the, the food debris can bring in ants and other insects. But if you have dust and things, the rust can come in, mm -hmm. especially from the corners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, and then some of the rust, the way they, they happen, I mean, it will cost you a lot to be able to do those replay, replace. You have to replay the whole so panel. Clean, yes, so you take off the seats, you clean them up, you take off... And, and then there are professionals who, who are able to do a better do job better for you. Job. Yeah, and talking about I realize that sometimes when um, the AC is not working properly, sometimes it can drip water. Yes, they see, for the AC, where I had a condenser, mm -hmm. there's a pan mm -hmm. under, mm -hmm. where the condenser actually sweats. Mm -hmm. When it sweats, if you have the condensate fall into that pan, then there's it. a small drain. Sometimes you go through roughness and things, the drain is able to block. Mm -hmm. When it blocks, then the water will not the condensate will not start overflowing from the pan and then dropping onto there. You need you need to unblock that vent. Mm -hmm. You need to unblock that hole, uh, hose mm -hmm. to get the flow and yeah. also do the proper cleaning. Okay. Yes, it's very okay. key. All right. Then um, we, um talking about the dashboard. Mm. Dashboard, you already talked about using the cockpit pit cleaner to spray around and stuff like that but is it a good idea i mean sometimes i see people have some carpet like thing and they use it to cover the dashboard what do you think about that well what i've seen that some, some people actually the, the dashboard is cracked so okay. for some of them because they heat mm -hmm. yeah the dashboard the material cracking and they, it doesn't look nice when Very you look nasty, at it yeah so some actually have a upholstery guys to mm -hmm. sew some nice thing to cover it. that is one mm -hmm. others use Let's say something to cover it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's too necessary. Okay. It is because it also depends even the material. Mm -hmm. If the material can collect, uh, let's say, condensate can have some uh, hum humidity, humidity under it, mm -hmm. then it's not going to cause a mess for you. Or something should drop on the material and then it slips onto the dashboard without you knowing. Because of damage. So you should be very careful. If you are going to use some blockers like uh, a sun shirt mm -hmm. to prevent. Uh, the sun rays from coming in. That's why after all, you fold it and take it off. Oh, okay. But something lying on the dashboard, please, I, I would advise that polish it. Once you're having polish, you should be okay. Because mm -hmm. if, if you put something there, and something which is not, cannot lie there, and then you're moving, it can even move and it also hits you. Yeah. But having things to cover, you should be careful what you use in covering mm -hmm. the dashboard. I mean, I, I, for one, I'm not a fan of putting things I'm on not, the dashboard. Yeah, it's not, it's not safe. Because I've had the mm -hmm. personal experience where um somebody hit my car from the back mm -hmm. and the you know those stereos that the front comes off yes it actually flew to the back of the car so wow. after that i was just thinking i said okay so if this thing was some kind of metal that mm. hits my face mm. or somebody else you know that person could have been yes. seriously hurt yes. so i even a bag of tissue. I don't even put a, a, a box of tissue on, on oh, the okay. dashboard. Yeah. So I think that you've said it quite right. Um, okay, let's move to the engine. The engine of the car is affected a lot. I mean, that is what moves a car. And that is one of the components that suffer the most in terms of um, wear and tear. Mm. Okay, so uh, what can be done to extend the lifespan of, of the engine? Well, there are small, small tricks that can be done to extend life of the engine. The engine comes with some lubricants and some parts. Mm -hmm. So first, constantly check your lubricant levels. Mm -hmm. Engine level, brake fluid level, power steering fluid level. These are very key. Check them. Mm -hmm. Make sure they're on point. Read your owner's manual to know when they're supposed to be changed. Mm -hmm. When your servicing is due, lubricant change is due, 
don't extend it. Go ahead and change. Buy quality oil from Total and get genuine spare parts. The footers, oil footer, fuel footer, air footer, all these are very, very key. Why is a, a, a genuine oil filter, for example, so important? Okay, good. You see, the person who manufactured the car mm -hmm. knows what is good for the car. Mm -hmm. The oil filter is not just the paper or the metal you see. Mm -hmm. Because down the saw there are paper, so they are metal. Mm -hmm. Even if you take the metal, there's paper inside it. Yeah. There are people what you call porosity. They are small, small. It should be able to allow the uh, uh, correct quantity of oil to pass, to pass through. through at any temperature. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then make sure that the uh, engine is well lubricated. Now, when pressure builds up, there should be a relief valve inside it to allow the pressure to be regulated. regulated. If you are going to have non-genuine spare parts, it's more likely that the person producing a non-genuine one will not have the technology that the genuine guy has or even have access to all the materials that they need. In fact, there have been instances that we have actually taken two footers mm -hmm. and cut them to two. The genuine one, the paper inside it, the footer, the way it was folded, the number of folds, mm -hmm. even the, the, if the texture, mm -hmm. the height or the dimension was totally different. Okay. Though the, the outer was the same size as the can, but the imitated one had smaller filter, meaning that the filtering material was small, meaning that it cannot take off mo uh, most of the dirt. Yeah. And then even the, the internal valves were also different. Mm -hmm. So the very key that you buy, spend a little money and buy the genuine filter. Look, somebody went for servicing. Just because of a bad filter, he lost his electric engine in Highlander. Wow. Just a this was just about 40 CDs. Mm -hmm. In fact, this was cheaper 20 CDs. Bought it instead of going to buy the correct photo about 40 something. And then they lost his engine. Mm -hmm. All because the photo was so bad that it didn't allow the correct amount of oil to go in. So the engine was starved of oil. Mm -hmm. And then and then the engine gave way. So it's very important that you use genuine photos for your car. The correct oil, the correct photos are very key. Because that's why that's where the that's what the engine needs. That's why you can be sure that you are getting a correct operating temperature and things for the car because the oil that's going to flow be correct, mm -hmm. and then you are sure. Any other thing, don't take you, you, you can be in trouble. Yes, and talking about that, that 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 reminds me. A lot of times we forget that the oil that's not just lubricated; it also mm. cools. Yeah, it cools. Yes. yes. So, um, listeners, just take note: the oil in your car doesn't just lubricate the parts in the engine. But it also cools. It takes the, the heat, the, goes yeah. to the sump, and then cools, cools. and go back. Yes. Exactly. All right. Okay. All right. Let me read. Um, Total Petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better energy solutions that bring value to its cherished customers. Introducing a new addition to the Total Quartz range, the Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20, a fully synthetic energy engine oil specially formulated with age-resistant technology for the latest generation engines that require 0W20 or a viscosity grade in its class. The Quartz 9000 Future GF5 0W20 reduces your fuel consumption, increases your oil change interval, ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness, protects emission control systems, and reduces the release of harmful emissions into the environment. Total Quartz 9000 Future 0W20 delivers beyond performance. Total Quartz Engine Oil keep your engine younger for longer. All right, let's see. We have some WhatsApp messages. Yeah, Harry from Hacho says, Please, I use a Mazda 3. Lately, when I feel okay, when I fill my car, the fuel gauge on the dashboard will take some time before reading. Immediately after filling it, the dashboard read empty. What could be the problem with it? Well, it is the gauge. When we talk about the gauge system, there are two. Mm -hmm. There should be a gauge in the tank, which you normally call sender. Mm -hmm. There should also be another gauge on the dashboard. That indicates. There is a, there's a communicating between them. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a circuit between them. Mm -hmm. So in case the gauge in the fuel tank, which I'm calling the sender, is, is, is not proper, it cannot read. Because a resistor, it cannot read and send. Okay. If that was working fine, but the connection between that one and the one on the dashboard, where you see, it's also not working. It's also there's no continuity. You will not see it on the dashboard. 
at the same time, so in case the one on the dashboard that you see, so it's not working fine, it may receive the information but it cannot display. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you have to check. It could be any of them. It could be any of them. the one in the tank, one on the dashboard, or one on the line. If it's the one in the tank, if it's not the one in the tank, in case you're able to remove the one in the tank, you can swing it and see. Oh, okay. Sometimes there's a, for some of them, you have a dial on a, on on a, on, on some on the uh, sender on the sender with, with, uh, like some uh, resistor. Mm -hmm. It doesn't touch. It's not a debt. Mm -hmm. It doesn't touch it. So as the resistor, there's no continuity there. Okay. So check either from the tank side, the continuity between the uh, connection between the tank and the one the dashboard or the dashboard one. Okay. Any of them could be. I I realize that different cars, the gauges operate differently. Yes. I realize that some cars, whilst you are filling. In, in real time, the gauge reads. Yes. Others also, it will never read until, until you drive the car for a while before it comes up to but the But his doesn't read at all. Yes. It goes to empty. Yes. So, um, yes. So, that is what um, yeah, I just wanted to point yeah. that out. So, yeah. I, Harry, just check it out. Uh, Ampofoa from Adenta says, please, is it important to heat your engine every morning before you move it? And how many minutes is required to do so? Okay, I'll zoom in this one to where we're discussing about the same engine. Mm -hmm. For the time that you can wear your engine faster, it's doing startup. Yeah. And the code running. The code starts. So, if you look at modern cars, mm -hmm. the cars are designed to warm up quickly. Mm -hmm. I would advise that when you start your engine, you look on the dashboard. Once your oil, foot, uh, once your oil pressure light is off, you can start moving. Mm -hmm. But don't accelerate. That means accelerate hard. Hard, no. You can just put in drive, mm -hmm. first gear, and start moving slowly. Slowly. As yeah. you're moving slowly, you are not wasting the fuel. Mm -hmm. The car is warming up slowly. Mm -hmm. So starting the car and for about 10, 15 minutes before you drive is not the best. Because mm -hmm. at that at that time, mm -hmm. wear is faster. Mm -hmm. You are wearing more. Mm -hmm. The engine will not attain temperature quickly, mm -hmm. and then you are wearing it. So instead of letting it idle, for you to waste the fuel, mm -hmm. also wear. I would rather start moving. Yeah. So start the car, make sure the oil lights. A pressure light on the dashboard is off, oh. so you don't have any problem. Mm -hmm. Then easing slowly and, and and then push up small, small yeah. without doing hard. Sometimes yeah. you can watch the can gauge. Watch the gauge yes. yes, once the gauge starts going up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the modern cars normally, when you start within a few seconds, you see the gauge going up. So I advise you don't warm up for too long. Yeah. No, yeah. Start. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Yeah. Start temperature. Uh, uh, for like uh, pressure lights light off, off, then start is putting yeah. first gear and start moving. Yes, but by I, the time you move, by the time you leave your house and join the road, mm -hmm. <laughs> you'll be okay to go. Yes, but I, 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 for one, I think that one of the dangers is um, those who start the car up and after a few seconds they start revving it very hard. Boom, 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 boom. You know, uh, I think that is. Dangerous. You can lose your engine by doing that. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you start. Vroom, vroom. No, 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 no. Because you are supposed to allow the engine. You see, when you park the car mm -hmm. overnight of a long period, mm -hmm. all the oil most will settle under the engine in the sump. Yeah. When it's like, it starts, takes time for the pump to pump the oil up. Do mm -hmm. to pump the oil up and the pressure light will go off. The oil pressure light will. So you may not have full lubrication everywhere. Mm -hmm. But the pressure light is mounted at a certain point. It's not at the very top. It's exactly. in between. Mm -hmm. So it will hit it and get the pressure there. But most of the time, the top where you have the camshaft, mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of oil there. So you, have to, you don't just start the car and start revving. You can easily lose your bearings. Okay. Okay. Then talking about turbo engines, I know the turbo engines too is a bad idea. <laughs> you know. So you tell us about that. Yeah, for the turbo, you see the turbo charger, you are using no, the normal ones. You are using the the Exo. pressure from the exhaust to drive it. Mm -hmm. Look. Water goes there to cool it mm -hmm. or coolant, and also oil goes there to lubricate. Mm -hmm. And the turbo runs at a very high speed. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, even it runs faster than even the engine speed. Exactly. So, if you start revving, start start the car, start revving, you are running the turbo faster. More the oil that is coming there is small. Mm -hmm. Sometimes too, let's say you started, you are doing all the correct things, but when you want to stop, please don't announce your presence. If I say don't announce your presence, what I mean is that. When you get to your place, don't run for everybody to know you're come and then quickly turn the engine off. No. Stop the engine and stop the car. Allow the engine to run for about a minute before you turn off the key. Okay. Sorry. At that time, the table will be running at a normal speed. Speed. Other than that, if you rev, and you turn the engine off, the oil will be cut off, but the table will still be spinning. Mm -hmm. And you can easily damage your table. And that causes a lot of damage on table, table charges. Table charges. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, 
it says um, good evening there is this sign that comes up on my dashboard and goes away ETS and the one that looks like STA comes on and off it comes and when I get to the mechanic it does not appear again so they are not able to diagnose it but yesterday I it came again and I saw it on the dashboard this from um, Yeboa uh, in Kofodia but what okay. I'm seeing is a battery. So sign. what you sent us is a picture of um, a, a battery. battery. Yeah. So probably your um, um, your battery, that is the accessory battery, the 12 volts battery. Yeah. Um, I believe, okay, so it says battery and alternator. So it uh -huh. means that yes. the, your charging system it has a problem. Yes, has a problem. Yes. So you need to go to, these days, most of the guys who sell batteries um, have the, the kits that so can test. test. Yes. yes. So just go through a place where they sell uh, batteries, a good place where you they can test your charging system and tell you that the problem. Sometimes too, if you buy a battery and it's not the correct size mm. as, or as correct specification yeah. for your car, um, it can also um, give you that and problem. then and then if if he's having a steering which is electronic, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it can come the same and exactly. they are not having enough uh, battery power. That light can also yes. come on. So they, they could be linked. Yes, yes. Yeah, but the new cars, mm. most of the modern cars use electronic power steering. Yes. So they don't use um, the fluid. The fluid. Mm. Yeah. So when the battery is malfunctioning, it you can, can have the steering yeah, sign coming yeah, on. Yeah, the steering sign can mm. come on. And the steer can feel, actually. Can feel. And then sometimes, yes. even sometimes, even the alternator, sometimes the alternator, where, where the, the pulley that the belt runs on, mm -hmm. for some of them, they are not, some of them are solid metal pulleys. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, Metal pulley, the outer is metal, the inner is metal, and in between the two, there's a rubber. Okay, so sometimes can get that rubber can tear. Oh, okay. if it tears, then the outer the pulley will run <laughs> at a different speed, so the thing cannot charge properly. That also cause the same problem yes, to yes, happen. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right, this is from Fever in Dansuma. It says, Um, hi, please. I'm using a Toyota Yaris 2012. When the car is idle and on drive, the car shakes. And when I try to roll the window down to the car shakes, what could be the problem? No, I would advise him to get his technician to have a feel of the shaking. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know whether the idling speed is low mm -hmm. or it has a broken uh, engine seat. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot tell. Yeah. It is better for him to let the technician have access to the car, mm -hmm. have a feel of shaking. Because the shaking can also be when the car is moving. You can have a shake. When you are trying to speed up. Mm -hmm. So unless a technician has a feel of it, it will be good for me to sit here and okay. diagnose. So we are talking about it can be adding speed, engine seat or, or, or lower adding speed. speed. It can also be even even gearbox seat. Okay. It can, also, it can also be it can even have be a shaft problem. Whatever it is. So it's better for him to get a technician too. Okay. Right. Okay. Um Richmond in Ashaman says my Hyundai Ascent um, one point six sedan two thousand eight wouldn't start after the engine is warm but would start right after about 30 minutes when the engine is cold please what could be the problem yeah i think somebody in this house had this issue this week <laughs> yeah oh is that so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i'm not too sure what is happening but uh, it's more you can it can be a, when it's warm it can be a pump issue mm -hmm. it can also be air fuel mixture issue mm -hmm. that because when the engine is cold the idea is that you have more fuel being ejected into the engine because some will go to waste, mm -hmm. but when it's warm, that correction is that that the the the, the is measured. Mm -hmm. So in case you have too much air or the first dispenser is small, they can have too a lean mixture which will make it difficult for you to start. Okay. Right. So so I would advise the check. Sometimes you even have the uh, evaporator emission system mm -hmm. allowing more vapor. Uh, 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 fuel vapor to get in there mm -hmm. to make it richer. Okay. I would advise that if that's the case, then what I do is that when the engine is not starting, you can just give some slight, you can just put his leg, foot slightly on the pedal to open up a little and start to see. Okay. Even sometimes, even the, the throttle body mm -hmm. around it, you may, need, you may need also need some cleaning there. What about the, um, the starter? Starter can also be the starter motor. The starter motor can also be because it I can be, it can be warm and they damage and things. The, the starting system can not properly. The brushes in the starter. The brush, motor. the brush could be all right, but heat has gone in. Exactly. So when the heat has gone in, then you are talking about the the starter motor and, and the all mm. those things. Huh? So the starter can also be, but it has become hot and then able to start. That can also be. Okay. It can also be a factor. All right. Because in that case, that, that, even a battery. Even so a battery, where where does he start his diagnostics from? 
You can look at the starter. The starter first. That, I think can, that will be easier it, for It will be easier for them to check mm -hmm. the starter. Mm -hmm. Then the trick I showed him. Mm -hmm. If you doubt that trick and it works, it means that you have an airflow mixture problem. You don't mm -hmm. have enough air coming in. Oh, okay. Yes. Because 30 minutes is not too long. If it's the pump, then mm -hmm. what I expect is that as you're driving, the pump will be failing. Mm -hmm. So the pump will be a secondary matter I'm going to look at. Okay. All right. Um, New Okain from South Odoko Estate says, Good afternoon. Please, I use a Ford Fiesta for some time. Now, it keeps writing on the dashboard, engine malfunction, for the past year. I have been sending it to the mechanics, and this engine malfunction is not stopping. I was told by one of the mechanics that I should just leave it and keep driving the car because my engine is strong and good. So, I have ignored it, and I'm using the car like that. Please, is it wrong to drive it, and what's wrong with the car? Is it safe to drive it? Okay, yes. Now, you see, when, when the system says the engine malfunction, mm -hmm. what it means is that the computer in the car, which normally call the ECU mm -hmm. or a ECM, mm -hmm. electronic, control, uh, electronic control model, Module. it has recorded something. Mm -hmm. It could be intermittent. Mm -hmm. It could be a false alarm, especially here where the fuel is not as sweet. If I say sweet fuel, mm -hmm. I hope people understand. Yeah. Talking about the quality. Some of them may not be as sweet as maybe the uh, research or turnover the run mm -hmm. or the sitting for diesel that is needed. You know what you are getting. Mm -hmm. Lead, uh, the lead amount, whatever it is, it can, it can happen. So, the system will pick that information. Mm -hmm. You will need to run a diagnostic test with an equipment to be able to know exactly what is happening. It could be a sensor. It could be on the false alarm because of the nature of the fuel, but it has been taking some time. So it's possible could just be the quality of the, the, the type of fuel we have here. Mm -hmm. But it will not be safe for him to be driving around because it could be deteriorating further. Exactly. So I advise him to have them put a diagnostic equipment on it and then read what is happening. Okay. Once they're able to get the code and read the information, then they can sort it out. Okay. Um, another thing that I've realized is that you see a lot of times when the check engine light or engine more function light come on, and some of these uh, mechanics who don't have diagnostic machines, mm. or sometimes to some of the cars, the diagnostic port itself not, has, been, has been tampered with. Yes. So even when you put a computer it on read. it, it won't read. Yeah, there's one car I'm working on like that. <laughs> so when you keep driving the car like that, you see, what we need to understand is that the computer has several modes that it drives a car. That's in. right. Sometimes when safe mode, another yes, mode. Very switch, good. Yeah, so, switch, yeah. so if it detects an error, and that light comes, it means I switch into a mode, but that is not the optimal mode for driving so daily. So you can be losing fuel. You can, can be losing fuel, fuel can power, be a whole lot is, of yes, things, yes. yes. So although the um the driving well, is, is not proper, is, is you need to read that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Cyril from car. So I says, recently I start my car and it revs high before it comes down. My mech uh my, my they say it's because a lot of fuel has entered the engine with the turn of the key please how do i solve this it's an opel vectra 1995 model but if it revs high mm -hmm. it will drop on its own there are systems like that too yes uh, some cars have the auto, ch yeah, auto choke auto yeah that's it yeah so when the engine is very cold yes it will go up a up little, little bit and then start dropping then it will start dropping. yes yes, yes. I don't know. Probably that's how the car behaves. Yeah, always, I don't but know. You what, I don't know that's a fault. Maybe I'm not observing. I don't know what is yes. what is a fault. Or it is well, possible it that there was a fault that was preventing that system to work. From working now, probably and now some probably you change some parts, and now it's working correctly. Yes, yes because I know most cars when you start it, it's high. It, uh, code start it runs a bit higher, yeah. then it drops by itself. Yeah, yeah. it's because of what I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. The car gets a little more fuel. Yeah, yeah. Because some of the fuel can go waste when the weather is when the inside is cold. So the mechanic. So the system gives you more, mm -hmm. so that those whatever goes waste, you have enough to run the car. Mm -hmm. And as the engine warms up, it cuts off that excess. Okay. Then you have the okay. engine running All better. Right. Um, this is from Ampofua. Ampofua, you keep listening to our show. Yeah. Um, we are grateful. He says, um. This sign sometimes appears on the dashboard and brings my car to a halt. If I put the engine off and start again, it moves all right. It doesn't come off and do. I just started using the car just one month ago. It's a Dodge Journey 2010. Did Yeah, that sign is the um, stability, track, stability yeah, control. control. Yeah. So it could be skidding. Yes. So if it, it, when it comes on, it, it, um, um, it, it, your car comes to a halt. It's possible. Then it means that um, 
there's some sensor issues. Your car has some sensor yes. issues. Yes. Okay, so it could um, be it could be the ABS sensor coming yes, to play. Yes, it could yes. be an alignment issue. If you are not properly aligned, exactly. the car is veering off. Mm -hmm. The sensor should read. And so mm -hmm. it is better for her to check the alignment on the car, mm -hmm. check those sensors, and they see some of these cars eh, the light may go off if you put on the equipment, you can still read. Yes, of course. You go to what you call, we have something like the pending mode. Yeah, pending mode. You can still read. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you need somebody with a diagnostic machine to check it for you. But it's, it's, it's um, okay. So the stability control is a system that uses sensors to detect how, um, um, how stable the car is moving. Yeah. She must also check. Sometimes the nature of the road she's been using. Yes. I remember somebody had a complaint like that. It was happening at a particular place mm -hmm. around 37 area there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I was so to check. It may happen at a particular place. It means that the nature of the road, the car could be skidding there. The, uh, the. mm -hmm. There may not be a fault per se. Mm -hmm. So she should check. But if it happened in different, different areas, then she might be better for her to have the a, a code reader to read it. Okay. All right. I say, hi, good evening. I'm using a Pontiac vibe. My car sometimes does not start. I would have to start from the back of the starter. What might be the problem? Go for the starter. Open up the starter and see <laughs> what's happening there. Yes. Or, or the starter really has a problem. Yes. Not going, yes. Whatever yes. it is. Yes. Get the technician to have a look at it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. The starter, yeah. I use a Nissan pickup. Anytime I start the engine and put the air condition on, it makes some noise as if one of the fan belts is rubbing the other. What could it be? Yeah, it could, it could be a slip. Either belt's not properly tensioned. Okay. And I compress that camera, it could be asleep. Okay, so what when you say it's not properly tensioned, what does that mean? Well it means that you know you are you are running the belt over the police. compressor and the police. There should be some tension in it. You have to tighten it. Okay. Th there's a mechanism that you can use to tighten, tighten. to pull the co uh, compressor mm -hmm. a little far away from the other police so that the belt becomes a little tight. Okay. So the belt's not tight, it can happen. So something how the belt slipped. What sometimes the material the belt the belt material can also be. Okay. So if and then the pulley, if the pulley is also not properly aligned, mm -hmm. it can also dance a little before. That dancing can also cause some noise mm -hmm. to come in. Okay. And if the compressor itself. Okay. So um, let's get it straight here. Mm -hmm. um, if it is too tight, it can cause a noise. And that's what can you smell. It also cause a noise. If it's too loose, too, it can cause a noise. So then if it's aligned, if it the pulleys are not in the same plane, Line, yes. it can also cause that. And the so belt material can also cause noise. Okay. So mm -hmm. the belt. Mm -hmm. At what um, mileage are we supposed no, to change? No, it? Normally, uh, for birth, sometimes 100, uh, 100 k, uh, sometimes 150 k. But you can, there's a way of examining it. Mm -hmm. You can, you have to do. You know, the birth, apart from the time by which are normally covered, these ones are all uh, can be can be seen from inside the engine. Mm. So I advise that people should be doing visual inspection okay. at the back of the butt and the inside. Normally, where it runs. Well, there's a pulley, sometimes you can see the inside, you can see some cracks. Yeah, uh, it's gone. sometimes at the back, you see the back pinning off. Yeah. So, so always have a visual inspection, don't wait until 100 or 50,000, whatever it is, just have a visual inspection. Okay, all right. Um, recently I've been experiencing brief jerks about a second when parked, but on either drive or neutral. When this happens, the headlight also simultaneously goes off. Please, what could be the problem? See, the car is a 2005 Corolla. You didn't tell us your name, but uh, we'll give you an answer. Uh, may, maybe they've done some tapping. Mm -hmm. There was a car that I looked at yesterday. They are going to fix very powerful, this is powerful headlights, mm -hmm. that shiny one. Mm -hmm. And the way they tap, and there's some, some fog lights, mm -hmm. where they tap from, it actually reduces the amount of current to the control board. Oh, okay. So once I car, so they should look at what's happening. Because since it's linked to the headlights, mm -hmm. That's because there could be some tappings of, of some uh, cable somewhere or power somewhere it's not supposed to be. Can it also be that the when the idle speed is going too low? No, but I said the headlights. You see, it's linked. The, the, mm. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's linked to the headlights. Uh, That's the trick. One that it's either in drive or neutral. Uh, and this happens. The headlights also simultaneously goes, goes off. off. Okay. Right. So 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 there's that link. If the, if the idle speed is low, fine. But with the headline link, they have to look at it from there. Okay, all right. It says, um, I please, I use a 2011 Honda CRV. Whenever the engine cools and I start, it makes a funny noise. What could that be? Hmm. Noise sitting here, I cannot tell. <laughs> so I always advise once it's noise, 
let your technician listen to the noise. Yeah. Is it possible the oil delays in going up? Because mm. you are using the wrong type of oil, or you are using the wrong filter. I don't know. Mm. Is this some pulley? Mm. Is this a bad noise? Is this some clacking? I cannot tell. Mm -hmm. So it's always better for the technician to hear the noise. I'll tell you, noise detection yeah. is the most difficult in our profession mm -hmm. as engineers and technicians come in cars. If you joke, you throw a lot of money away. Mm -hmm. So let somebody listen to it and try to zoom in to the source. As early as possible, because it could be a noise that may be destroying the engine. Mm -hmm. So, as early as possible, let somebody examine it and assure you that you are safe and the car is also safe. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jacob. He says, Hello, I drive a 2010 Honda Civic, and each time I, I apply I apply the brake, it makes noise, and I was advised to change it. It stopped for a while and started making the same noise after changing it. Secondly, the car vibrates when I start my engine. Lastly, the the front is low and scratches or scratches when I drive on rough roads. I was told it can be raised. How safe is it? What do you advise? Yeah, I so, will tell the brake noise. Okay. The brake noise, I don't know, but I, since it changed the parts, it, it, it stopped for some time. It is possible that disc, the surface of the disc has a problem. Mm -hmm. So now, because when you put in a new part, it starts cutting into it and mm -hmm. the noise comes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with the edges of the disc, mm -hmm. in that case, you chamfer the bricks, the brake part, the edges, you chamfer there. So look at the disc. And also look at the brake material. This can, but it's more likely that this needs to either be changed or have to be resurfaced, okay. whichever it is. Right. And then, the, uh, but the noise, sometimes with the brake part, there are some of the parts, normally you have to have a very good brake part, mm -hmm. just like a ridge. That's a cut in the in, in, the in between, so that at the worst you're able to get the the wiring particles are able to drop. The dust. So drops. some of them don't have. Okay. And the both up between the pad and the disc can also happen. Okay. It, it give you that such noise. Okay. okay. The next one is a. Uh, they say the the car is too low. <laughs> We've been dealing with. Talk about the engine. The engine vibration. vibration. I don't know. It could be low at the speed. It could be engine seat which is broken. I cannot tell. Mm. Somebody mm. have to look at it mm. and then tell you. And then the 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 the, the car is low. Yeah, you can raise the car either using your ties. You can just go up a notch. That is for the... But provided that is recommended for your car. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, you introduce more weight. Well, yeah. That is one. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, there's a way of raising. Sometimes you need a, 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 a shock absorber, a little higher, or sometimes you need some material in between. Mm -hmm. You got it. But whatever you do, can easily affect your steering and your stability. Exactly. So be very careful what you do. But what would you advise? Raising if car? I see the car, there are instances we've done some raising for some people before. Mm -hmm. In that case, you put the raising material between the top of the the whole. You, you see, some people you take the whole shock absorber, and then you put the cushioning material between the top of the shock absorber and then the body mm -hmm. by extending the studs. That can that can be done. In that case, don't temper so much. Maybe about an inch or two. But what, any anything that you do can easily affect your steering and then stability of the car. So you should be very careful. Don't just do anything mm -hmm. as it is. Okay. Okay. So it's please I've changed my oil some few weeks ago, but uh, for some days now I see change oil flashing on my dashboard. Please help and perform. I have plans of visiting the garage this weekend. But I need a fair idea of what is happening. It is possible that her car has a monitor for the oil change. Mm -hmm. When the oil change is due, it will flash on the dashboard. Mm -hmm. When it flashes, the oil is changed. It's what we the, the technician is supposed to do a resetting. resetting. It is possible that it was not done. It wasn't done, and then she used the three months or four months or six months and did the servicing mm -hmm. without having that. So now it's warning her. Mm -hmm. What our advice is that uh, they have to do the setting properly. I don't know how long she changed the oil, so I cannot tell. But the technician looks at it. Sometimes you're able to synchronize it. You, you write it down, you allow it until, until you pull it until it's gonna, the next time it happens, then you, you like you note it down. You change it. It is not due for the 5,000. The next time you wait, you do the 5,000 in between it, then you stretch it slowly. Then you get to a point, it will go inside with the light. Mm -hmm. Then you stick to the light coming on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Pat from Koforia says, I use a, a Toyota Corolla S. The ABS and the sign ZZZ has it's on the dashboard for some time now. What can I do? What sign is that? I don't know the ZZZ, but I know the ABS. Okay. 
Ah, okay. So there's stability control. Um, oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the one, the one I'm talking about. The one I'm Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The two, the two can come together. Okay. Because the, the, the ABS, there's a, there are also sensors in the hose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So once any of the sensors go bad, mm-hmm. they a light to come on. Any other sensors not reading. Let's say there are two or four sensors on the hose. Mm-hmm. That's a two. One is not reading and one is reading. It's also, once not able to detect what the behavior, what is happening to the other tie, can give you that zigzag sign or the stability control sign. So that is sorted that it's more likely to be a sensor problem. Yeah, all right. In most cases, when the ABS has a problem, you have stability control yeah. stability control it's issues. issues yeah. Yeah. Please, is it advisable air conditioning to be on whilst turning on the ignition? Let's talk no, about. I advise you that put the AC switch off, start the car, mm-hmm. and then you put it on. Okay. Yeah, it, don't don't have it on and start. Is there any it's special reason? It's it's load. It's load. You want you want to draw as little uh, battery current as possible. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that the engine is cranking without any excess or extra load. When the load is more, they are going to suck more battery power. Battery power. So once you put the air condition off, mm-hmm. it means that you, you, are, you are sure they don't have any other accesses running for you to pull. Mm-hmm. So start the engine and now put on the AC. Then the engine power will help you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, right. Okay. So let's finish up on our topic where <laughs> we've been talking about prolonging um, so, so what, are, what are your golden rules for prolonging the lifespan of your car? Hmm. Okay, the golden rule, I'll make it simple because I cannot talk about every component of the car. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that be considerate. Mm-hmm. You must be considerate on the car. Know that what you are having is a machine. Mm-hmm. That needs to be taken care of like a baby. Mm-hmm. So just be considerate. Okay. <laughs> All right. We have come to the end of another fruitful time on the auto show. Proudly sponsored by Total. We hope the discussion um, will enrich your motoring. Special thanks to um, Jacob and also my team. I have Jeffrey Sapon. I have, um, for today, I have Daniels and um, DJ JJ. I've been your host, Eddie Poku. Thank you and bye-bye.